Morning. Hello to you all. Welcome to the Eric Show Podcast. Yesterday, I left you. And some of you were like, oh no, oh no, this is terrible. What a bad thing. He's going to buy something on Facebook Marketplace and probably get killed. As we have a, a beautiful puppy pile behind me. Three dogs. O'Neill usually gets, take it in because he's going to leave. He gets warm. Uh, Kenny, uh, already getting ahead of us. You know, I, I have a show planned. I'm going to, I'm going to get to it, buddy. Cool your jets. That's, that's what I'm starting with. I'm opening with what you're already talking about. Can't let that go unpunished. See you around. <laughs> um, so if you saw that, you know, kind of tips my hand. I know simple people with low IQs have to be reminded every single day. I go to the uh, burgeoning community of Stanton, Michigan. Now, I'm driving by, you know, everybody's property looks like Fear Bunker North. I'm on a dirt road. As I'm pulling in, I was afraid my truck was going to get stuck. Armed to the teeth. This little old lady's house has all sorts of like, uh, you know, garden gnomes in the front yard. There's two adorable poochies in the window guarding. One big, one little. And then I'm like, all right, I right away, I'm put at ease when I see that. I walk up to the front door. Just before I'm about to knock, the door opens like one inch. And I hear, I'll be right out there. Uh, door opens. The guy's got like a uh, one and a half inch cigar hanging out of his mouth. He's kind of like chewing on it and it's lit. So he's smoking that stogie inside. He goes, it's in here. And he takes me to a barn. Picture like uh, that scene from The Walking Dead when they're on the farm and the old man's got the dead inside of the barn that oh shit it's locked so he's gonna open it up and ah, the dead guys are gonna come flying out of there he opens it up he walks in and he goes there it is i go walk in and i see it just like in the picture 
I go, all right, yeah. I've already communicated with the guy that you all said was a scam artist. You were all convinced this is a scam artist. You're going to get scammed. And it's like, let's think about that, people. In what way would I be scammed? It's simple. He said, get the merchandise and send me the cash after you get the merchandise. What kind of a fucking scam is that? It's not. If he said, hey, I'm going to need the money before because, and then gave me all sorts of hoops to jump through, you know, congrats, Corey. Corey's uh, just celebrated the birth of a second child. You know, then maybe, but no, it's just like, yeah, just get the stuff and I need, I need the money because uh, I got to pay this hotel that I'm staying in because I'm homeless. That's another story. All right, I get the uh, mattress and I inspect it and it's perfect. This thing is pristine. Nice pillow top mattress. Uh, nice uh, collapsible metal bed frame. The box spring is, it's old school. It's, it's like heavy. Very, very heavy. I put the box spring in. Uh Arc Flash Nick says it takes 120 degrees for 90 minutes to kill bed bugs. Uh, Nikki says all that for 40 bucks seems like a good deal. I and you know what? I gave him 50. I gave him 50 bucks. I opened up the Cash App thing and I sent him 50. He goes, "Thank you. This gets me another night in here in my hotel." Now, in the back of my brain, I'm like, yeah, that's, we got to think big picture here. We got to stop, uh, you know, blowing our money on hotel rooms. So, um, I actually did bite and reached out to the guy. Um, this is how that went. I'm saving the best part of the story. So, um, a dumbass, when you get out of your suspension, uh, I don't want to hear from you again. For the rest of the show, keep your lips zipped. Um, I reached out to the guy and uh, I, I just couldn't resist it. Um, sorry, I said, so if I may be so bold, why are you homeless? pardon me um i i said um pardon me though uh, i don't though i don't know you i'm concerned about you i wrote he says uh, i've been diagnosed with a heart condition i just had four lumps removed off my head which may be cancerous i'm in the process of trying to get disability but it's a hurry up and wait thing due to my health issues i can't work at the moment I appreciate you being concerned. You just, you just asking means so much and it's more than my uh, closest friends and family have done. Now I, I was born at night, but not last night. Something's not adding up. Are you telling me 
that a guy who's got a bum ticker and and uh, skin cancer or whatever, no one talks to him, and they 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 make him live in hotels even though they live nearby. <laughs> hmm. I wanted to just come out and say, do you ever stop lying? When are you going to stop lying to people? You're a drug addict. That's why this is happening to you. That's why no one's talking to you because you've, you've done that. And, uh, I didn't get, I didn't get up that nerve to do it. And this went around for a little bit and, yeah he's got a daughter i feel bad for the guy but he's got to do that on his own oh the mattress i tell you what um this was fantastic this worked out so well look at this bad boy Okay, I, I shot a video so I can share this with you and you can see for yourself what's going on. I got it out of the truck and said, I, I have to prove this because everyone's like, oh, you're going to get killed and this is going to be a disaster. I didn't get killed. I shot this video of, uh, of the mattress. Now, if you're uh, if you're just listening to the audio podcast, you can't see it. But well, that right there, um, I talked about this on the Patreon bonus with on the Ben and Eric show. I'm sorry, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. So that's why, uh, much to everyone's sh- chagrin, Kenny's aware of this, and he uh, he told you about this before the show, as before I got to it today. This is where. Um, one person was murdered, probably a friend, uh, in the middle. That's where, um, another relative was murdered. And this is where he was bleeding from the head when he was laying there. Either that, or this is period blood. I'm not sure. So that's, that's the mattress that I drove an hour, an hour across town to now. When I, um, the picture that they showed of it on Facebook marketplace, it didn't, it didn't have those stains. And I'm reasonably sure that in the, uh, messenger conversation that I just shared with you, that this, this gentleman was lying to me about his health. So he's probably also lying to me when he said his daughter spilled a juice box on this fucking thing. <laughs> uh, yes, Diana has seen the mattress. Um, Kenny is now aggressively attacking me and I, I don't, I don't like violence. So I have to, I have to ban him again for another 600 seconds. I, I don't know why he keeps attacking me. Awful. I, I feel very, um, very attacked and I, I can't have that. 
on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, uh, I said, there's no way in hell I'm going to let my dad um, on that mattress. There's no way anyone is going to ever, that mattress is going to be burned. That is my plan. But Sarah, Maureen, and Linda were saying, oh, it's fine. Just flip it over. It's fine for your dad. And I'm like, what a horrible thing to say. Of course, I'm not going to let anyone sleep on that mattress. Why Maureen, Linda, and Sarah would want me to put my dad on that mattress is absurd. But I got a nice box spring and a frame and a story for the uh, for the podcast. So all I need is a mattress. The quarantine is over for our beloved Madison. Oh, by the way, this show happens each and every workday. Day of the work week, I should say. From the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Thank you to them. Uh, If you remember when Madison, um, her COVID test was positive on like Tuesday. um, She looked into her crystal ball. And um, she determined that there were a lot of things that were going to happen. And they were all terrible. Um, God knows what was running through her brain. But it was probably like she's going to get fired. The school's going to kick her out. Um, she's going to lose all her friends. She'll be because of this COVID diagnosis. She'll, she'll be homeless. She'll be sleeping on that mattress and, uh, she's going to get married to that guy in the hotel that I was just telling you about. These are all things. Uh, and this usually happens. This type of state of affairs usually happens late at night when she's tired and, uh, all these things converge in her brain. And then we have to talk to her on the phone for like, uh, 45 minutes. In the back of my brain, I'm hearing, Dad, hit her. She's loud. None of those things happen. I know, it's weird. None of them. Now, your old pal Eric Zane is no stranger to this type of stinking thinking. You ever heard that one? That's the stinking thinking. That's all we say at AA. Ah, you and your stinking thinking. Just shut up. The old timers at the AA meeting, whenever you get somebody who's got the, who's sitting there bitching and feeling sorry for themselves, some, some old guy with like three teeth and a beard. All he wants to do is walk over and slap the piss out of you. You can always see him coming. I'm going to fucking whip his ass. You and your stinking thinking. So I'm like, yeah. Uh, now, and, and the thing is you can't, it's two different people. When she's like that, it's different than like she is today. Today, she's like, oh, my quarantine's over. I can go back to living life. I go, yeah, yeah, you can. Now, what I want to say is, can we go back to your uh, over on your predictions about what's going to happen to you? There's there's no point in wasting any more of that energy. Can we just maybe uh, recognize that? I mean... But when you're a bundle of, like when you're a young person today, 
They don't have that ability. I didn't have it when I was her age because I would do the same damn thing. It isn't until you get old. Okay. And and that, that this starts, at least for dudes, I don't know about chicks. Maybe it'll never leave. I have no idea, but I'm kind of learning to just shut up and wait, see what happens. Deal with it when it happens. Deal when it deal when it when it actually takes place. This is uh something I'm practicing. I am not great at it. I do the same thing. But right now I'm not. Like right now, this exact minute, I am not. Now in half an hour I might. I have an update on my uh, on my new job. Talked about this on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Uh, I'm trying to get yet another side hustle gig. With the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees. That is a uh, union. There is a local here in Grand Rapids. These are known as the stagehands. If you've ever gone to any event, concert, or anything like that, comedy show, in uh, the area where I live, uh, it was put on by the stagehands. They made sure everything was there. For the talent. Spotlights. Mic checks. Sound checks. Uh, everything. They're the ones who make sure that the curtain rises and the curtain falls. Without them, you have nothing. And the venues in town have a contract with the union. The hockey game. It's put on by the union. They have to tear down and set up the ice. Like, right, hell, they had to go ahead and um, tear down the arena to build for the monster truck. That's the stagehands. They do all that shit. They work through the night. They work when you sleep, okay? I tipped you off a little bit uh, when I just asked a question. Are any of you roadies working the Free Beer and Hot Wings show? A DeVos performance hall. Nah, not not this year. Oh, okay. Why? I don't know. Just wondering. Do you want to work? But yeah. I go, well, I can't. Why not? I go, well, you know, they probably won't let me. They don't have a say. But yeah. If you want to work, we can get you on a day contract. And okay. So then the gears in my head start spinning. In my brain, I'm like, well, I'm going to go in there and just be a cock. And I'm like, no, don't do that. Just go in there and do what you were hired to do. Mind your own business. So I got passed on to like some mob boss who runs the union. 
My quote, I've always wanted to be part of the union for one day. Uh, I wrote to the captain of the mob, of the mob, uh, of the mob boss. He's probably going to wonder what the fuck I'm up to. Feel free to give him the lowdown or have him call me and I will tell him. I write, my goal is to keep it completely above board and professional. I have no intention of doing anything corrupt. My presence alone is enough to cause their cages to be rattled. I said, I wouldn't want to do anything to make the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees look bad. So, you know, I think if I'm just there with my cell phone in my pocket facing out to record all my interactions, it would be fantastic. So, fingers crossed that I will be back, back, making that show possible for all those fans of our favorite rock radio, world-famous morning show. I may be working for free beer and hot wings. Please, please let it happen. Wow. A lot of you are bummed, and I don't blame you. Stand by. Uh, basketball last night. My God. The game of the damn year. Michigan State. Kansas State. Ugh. Incredible. There's some dude for Kansas State. He is uh he's listed at 58, but there's no way. He had to be about 5 foot 1. Marquise Noel. Uh, he had like 20 assists in the game. It's some kind of record. And the Spartans forced overtime. And then uh, Kansas State went ahead. And uh, I, I, for one, am disappointed. I wanted Michigan State to win that game because I, I love it when the state teams, the teams in the state, do well. Uh, I'm not a dumbass like Kevin Kuypers here who he's one of these dick face Michigan fans like University of Michigan who he's so stupid that his team sucks okay the Spar- the the Wolverines had a horrible year this year i don't think they won one game and Michigan State uh goes into the tournament as a 7 seed does great in that first weekend and this this game, it's a it's a barn burner. Kuypers is rooting for Kansas State. He's that type of moron. I I can't stand that. And I everybody wanted Michigan State to win. You know, they just had the deal where the the, the fucking dickhead went in and, and shot kids for God's sake. So I was really disappointed. I wanted Michigan State to win so bad. It was a hell of a game, though. It was the game. It's been like the game of the tournament. 
a uh, bunch of other things. I don't even remember what the fuck else happened. I'm going to check the, uh, uh, check the uh, bracket on the Eric Zane Show podcast bracket. Um, in first place now is Julie M. She's got Alabama going all the way. I'm going to take a look at her bracket. What she has still alive. Um, she took Virginia. She took Arizona. Her national, her, uh, her final four. Oh my God. Her final four. She is still intact. She picked UConn, Houston, Bama, and Kansas State to be in the final four. That's freaking awesome. By the way, last night, Florida Atlantic beat Tennessee. Oh, oh, oh boy. So they're the team that's kind of like got that Cinderella thing going. But they're a nine seed, you know? I want this um, this Princeton team to get to, um, if they win uh, today at 9 p.m., they will go to the grade eight. They're playing Creighton. I have no idea where that school is. Omaha, maybe? Creighton and uh that's who they play and uh anybody else that's kind of like a uh a Cinderella team other than Florida Atlantic now um Arkansas they're an eight but they're out so that's where we stand the standings in our bracket in our um in our tournament Linda drops down but she's out because she picked Michigan State to win the whole damn thing she's got no chance uh, your old pal, easy, tied for 12th. I got no shot either. Oh, my God. Um, so that was uh, that was something. That game kept the NFK up last night. He was he was rooting for Michigan State, and then uh, it fell it fell flat. Cole says grade eight is Ovechkin. Uh, Adam says me showing up at the live at night shows might ruin it for eternity. Well, tell you what, I could be there at all of them. If I'm actually seen in the audience, oh my God, people are going to be like, what the fuck? Runner girl says, wear a GoPro on your head during the setup. It's a great idea. I have a GoPro. Tyler says, can you imagine if Smug Beer hired affordable limo for that night and Eric was their limo driver? Yeah, you got to lean into these things, you know, and I always do. I lean into all my side hustles. Uh, Whether it's flipping burgers or driving a limousine, you're damn right. Aram says Eric should laugh at every joke. Like way over laugh, you know. Like Brad Pitt in Fight Club. <laughs> and every dumbass joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to leave. I, I, I work here. You can't ask me to leave. You leave. No, you have to talk to my boss. Tyler says they, they decide to go to Bosco's afterwards and Eric's making the food. 
Josh says, no wonder the tax hobbit charges you so much. Still not a lot, but you have like 15 W-2s a year. Um, Nick says, things you should never buy used. Underwear, toothbrushes, mattresses. I agree. That's why I don't want my dad to sleep on it. All these audience members want my dad to sleep on that thing. Uh, all right. Eric needs to wear his union jacket and cap while working. Yeah, I'm a union member for one night. I will be. All right. With any luck, they will uh, they'll get a heads up that I am trying to make this happen as we speak. I don't I don't think any of those people would dare listen to my show. They 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 leave me alone in my little corner of the world. Stand by. All right. Um So there you go. If you're enjoying the show on Facebook, that's uh, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Please follow me there. Twitch at Eric Zane show. I'm sorry. Twitter at Eric Zane show. Damn it. And then of course my YouTube channel, Eric Zane show, where you can see the intro, which is this uh, right now, but I'm going to send you on your way. Uh, You must go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. Follow the page, link up your Amazon prime and subscribe. Please do that. Um, If you want to listen to the audio podcast, download it whenever you want. All of my shows are available on every podcasting platform that exists. Please subscribe, rate, and review if your platform lets you do that. And as always, you can reach out eric at ericsaintshow.com on the Shoreliners striping inbox. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm now going to send you all on Facebook Twitter and YouTube on your way. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Thank you so much for being part of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Uh, Aram says, I think Eric got some nice sheets as well. I did. Uh, I did. I did get some nice sheets. I'm all set. I'm all set. You know, if I wanted to, I could easily just flip that mattress over. I let my dad sleep on that. but And I tried. I mean, I, I didn't want to, but audience members were uh, trying to convince me to do that. But we just can't have that. So that puts a wrap on Mattressgate. Support the Eric Zancho podcast on the Patreon. If you want more podcasting, this is an easy way to do it. You get more content and you're helping the show grow. Ad-free, listener-supported Patreon. Thank you so much uh, for considering a um, subscription to Patreon. Five or ten bucks a month. Thank you. Okay, I want to get into a story that um, I think I uh, I wanted to touch on this last week, but um, ran out of time. 
And uh, but one of the local communities that I live in or that surrounds me where I live is uh, they're having a, a school fundraiser. And you know how it is. You got the popcorn. Uh, maybe maybe the candy. I like the candy because, uh, you know, they, they show up at your door and say, yeah, hey, uh, we're having a school fundraiser to raise money. Okay, great. Yeah, um, here's uh, here's what I'm selling, this candy. Okay, uh, yeah, the, the, the peanut brittle. That looks good. Yeah, okay, that'll be uh, $84. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, all right, here you go. And then like, uh, like 11 years later, the kid shows up to give you the candy. He's married. He's got three kids. He's homeless. Uh, and he goes, yeah, here, here, this is a candy you ordered. And you go, oh, okay, thank you. And then you open it up, and um, it's uh, 99% of the volume in the container is a plastic bag with a uh, piece of peanut brittle about the size of uh, one die. And you go, oh, this is cool. This is great. Thank you so much. Uh, or perhaps the popcorn you go go the route of the school popcorn um kid says yeah i'm selling uh, selling this popcorn for school yeah you can get it at costco for um 99 off of what i'm selling it for but uh, here you go here's this case of popcorn for a hundred dollars you get you get three bags Where I live, though, in these uh, this community and the surrounding communities, again, this is these are all shit kickers, and probably one of the biggest uh, strongholds of shit kickerdom is Barry County. These people put the Billy in hillbilly. All they do is farm. Pray to Jesus and uh, beat their wives and drink and buy guns. The, one of the uh, Christian schools, which they're all racist. If you go to a Christian school, you're experiencing this. These hillbillies are um, the kids are selling guns. Now they're not, I wish it was, they were going door to door and they say, yeah, hey, you want to uh, support the school and buy some guns? And then the guy goes, yeah, it sounds good, man. Thank you. What do you got? Well, I got this, uh, I got this, this, uh, this 45 and, uh, this 38 and you can even get, you got some squirrels. We, yeah, I got a 22 rifle here for you. This shotgun is awesome. It's not quite like that, but maybe in the future. But they're having a raffle and you can get some guns. Now, you got to understand. Say what you will about these hicks, but they're very responsible with their guns. They're excellent at a lot of things. Um, Hating black people, loving Trump. And gun safety. 
Not exactly in that order. It, it, it depends on the day. They're also skilled at blowing up Tannerite, fixing old cars, and shit like that. So let's give it up for the folks in Barry County. Mitch says, it sounds like you're misguided. You're obviously referring to the blue states. Well, need I remind you, this show is a comedy show. So sit back and enjoy it and shut up. Here's the story about what's going on in Barry County. Audio check, video check. Barry County, a private school's fundraiser that has several guns as part of a raffle is stirring up controversy. Yeah, now to me, there is no controversy because of where it is. Now, if this was like another community who don't know anything about guns, yeah, it looked terrible. I mean, like, can you imagine if like at Sandy Hook, they said, hey, uh, we got a new, we're, we're trying to build a new gym. Uh, we're having a gun raffle. You know, that, that's insane. That would never happen. The optics of that are horrible. But here it's cool. Trust me. Newsday's Megan Bunchman spoke to organizers about this event, and she joins us now with what they have to say. Megan? Emily and Sue in May. Ooh, someone got some Botox. ...will hold its third annual sporting clay shoot fundraiser, but not everyone is happy about it. As conversations continue across the nation over gun laws and gun rights... They do not belong in our schools. Disagree. One West Michigan Christian school is under fire, all because of an upcoming fundraiser... Look at this thing! You can get all these fucking guns. Holy shit, this is awesome. This I want this one here. It looks like a fucking machine gun. Oh my god. You can get all these great guns. Razor that will auction off eight guns. This AR-15 is sweet. Ranging from a custom AR-15 to a Remington 870. It's a question actually we've, we've faced. Uh, okay, this is the dude who's like in charge. Of course, he's got this weirdo fucking mustache. Several times. Uh, the It looks like a Hitler starter kit. The hair, uh, as soon as he shaves that mustache, he's just going to shave off the ends one day and, and say, I want you all to refer to me as a Fuhrer. Reality is responsible gun ownership, responsibility with guns should be part of the educational process that the old man passes on to the next generation. Barry. You see, did you hear that? That was fucking brilliant. I love that. And you got to understand, um, he's, he's, out, he's outside. That's their classroom. They actually learn out there. They don't even have a brick and mortar building. You know, class is all like hands on. And uh, in Barry County, you don't learn uh, math. You don't learn. It's all just uh, survival skills. And he's that's though it's outside. You got to understand that that is the classroom. So you know, on any given day of the week, it might be um, you know a pig hunting or dove wrangling or uh, I don't know excavation, various uh, skills like that they teach in those classrooms. And we need that, okay? Because people like me um, need people like that to get food for us, okay? So this is good.
The County Christians Executive Director Brandon Strong says the fundraiser at Caledonia Sportsman Club Look is not only safe, it also promotes responsible gun. These are all classroom shots here, this this range. Ownership. The reality is, like, we've got a lot of people that love to hunt. And, and this is a smart man. He's not an idiot. You can tell that to um, compete against each other. Still, some have taken to social media to express their concern or outright objection to the raffle itself. One who wished to remain anonymous told us, quote, it is very inappropriate for a school to have this type of fundraiser regardless of who's doing it. Maybe for your school, but not for that school. So shut up. Another person posted on Facebook saying, really, a Christian school supporting <laughs> ownership? How sad. Well, that's just absurd. Jesus. What the fuck is wrong with that? People are stupid. We've got a, a, an awesome gun board. Um, By the way, chick shooting guns, hot, in my opinion. The only way it could be hotter is if they kicked off their shoes. AR-15 uh, made by a shop um, not too far from here. Um, we've got a couple of handguns, uh, a couple of shotguns. Just kind of there's a variety of stuff for everybody. In years past, the... Look at all these guys. Look at them. These people are the backbone of the county. This I wouldn't fuck... Look at this guy with the beard. Holy shit. Oh my God, that's awesome. Event ...has raised more than $20,000 for the school, which then goes to supplement tuition for families in need. This is this is the classroom right here. This guy's shooting this gun. We allow people of any kind of socioeconomic background to attend our school, and, and about 35% of those don't pay full price. So this event is really about nice. being able to allow kids that maybe couldn't afford private Christian education to be able to afford it. Yes! ...behind the school's decision to raffle off guns, he understands some people may not be comfortable with it. You're not gonna... This, you know what would never happen at a school in Barry County? Uh, um, what do you call it? A, a Any type of mass shooting incident. It would never happen. Because everybody's got a gun. The kindergartners have guns. I just be able to walk in here and carry a handgun home that you want it at a raffle. None of... I want to make sure that that was. Guns, um, he understands. I want to make sure that that was that was heard. Hang on. May not be comfortable with it. You're not going to just be able to walk in here and carry a handgun home that you want it at a raffle. None of the auction guns listed will be on site for the May 6th fundraiser. Winners will still need to go to a gun dealer and clear a background check yeah. before retrieving their winning items. People want to win things that they're interested in, and there seems like there's a lot of people that are interested in winning guns and, and shooting guns and doing it safely, respectfully, and responsibly. Now, there are other items that will also be raffled off on that event on May 6th. Strong says dynamite, uh, pit bulls. Raffle ticket owners do not need to be present to win those guns. I want one. You know, if we're going to go ahead and spend time trying to, uh, you know, every time you turn around, we're trying to get rid of the stigma for this and for that. We're trying to get rid of stigma. There's all sorts of stigma in the world that we got to work on. All right. Well, we need to get, uh, we need to work on the stigma about gun ownership. All right. It's not a big deal if I have one. 
and that if a bad guy is near me, I'm going to split his head like a fucking watermelon. That's okay. Nick writes, meanwhile, at Burton Street School, they just celebrated new metal detectors. Did you hear about the one? This just happened. Not yesterday, or not today, but yesterday. Some kid, oh God, I forget where it was. He was, uh, okay, so you know, every um, community has asshole high school. You know, when when the kids can't behave and they get kicked out of a regular high school, they go to asshole school. And it's always called like New Beginnings or uh, uh, New Frontier School Education. Well, some asshole kid... Um, in order to get into New Beginning School, he had to get patted down before he went into the school. Like two people had to like check him for weapons. Corey says dickhead high school. Tyler says my school called it alternative high school. Yeah, alternative to normal people. I got to see where the school shooting was. Denver. Um, well, this fucking piece of shit shows up there the other day. A student who was required to be patted down at the start of each school day allegedly shot and wounded two school administrators at East High School in Denver. 17-year-old Austin Lyle fled the school after the Wednesday morning shooting. He then shot himself, so he's dead. That's the only silver lining here. Um, yeah, it, it was, you know. The suspect's daily search was part of a safety plan that was a result of previous behavior. I guess he'd done it before, brought a weapon. So they patted him down, and when they patted him down, he pulled out his piece and shot him. Uh, so I don't know if you see, that's why that doesn't do anything. It doesn't. So what if you're outside of the school and you pat them down, then what? Anyway, I digress. Where was I? Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's what's happening in my neck of the woods at this school raffling off guns that's an awesome way to uh, make a lot of money for the school um because you know with all the attention this gets you're helping the school so more and more people are going to try to win those weapons in the raffle so hats off to um that guy who runs a school with the stupid mustache that was a good play on his part as soon as the story gets out there and then he thoughtfully explains himself. I love that guy. Um, Cole is in Colorado Springs, so he's familiar with that story about the sicko who brought the gun to school. 
Aram says Tennessee is allowing eight-year-olds to carry without a permit now. Talking about um, loser high school, Nick says the one in Lowell is called Unity. It's where they send the prego girls. I think I misread that. I think it's 18-year-olds carrying without a permit now. My bad. Stand by. Reading is hard. Fuck up high school. Donut Dan says, thanks for bringing this terrible issue to mind. Tell us how to get tickets to support this great cause, please, Eric. Uh, Adam says, I loved my Christian Lutheran education. So diverse and open-minded. Are you being serious? I can't tell if you're being serious or sarcastic. Corey, who he's a super liberal, says, I actually don't have an issue with this. No, of course not. It's misguided to think that that's going to lead to something terrible. Uh, Adam says, no, not serious at all. (laughs) Aram says, this is becoming a MAGA nation. They are classifying drag shows as adult entertainment also. Boy, I'm glad you bring that up because I've got another episode of This Day in Queer. There's all sorts of cool queer stories going on. I don't know if I'm going to get to them today. If I, if I do, it may be, it may not be on this show. It may be on the Patreon. I don't know if you know this, but 99% of all people under 22 years of age are gay. And nearly half of those are going to change their gender. These are new statistics that just came out today. Corey says, I love how since I'm not a Trump supporter, I'm labeled as super liberal. Oh, I thought you were. Well, whatever you are. Glad you're here. All right. In France, those assholes are losing their minds. Here in the U.S., to retire with full benefits. I think you have to be 67 and a half years old. So you work, you pay into the Social Security system, and then uh, it's time to retire. And then the government gives you, I don't know, I think it's like $37,000 a year for the rest of your life. So maybe you're married. You and the missus are going to get your $37,000 a year. That's not that's not so bad, you know, if you think about it. If uh if your life is winding down, you've downsized, you live in a you, you live in a tiny house, you're all good. You've got 
hey, we're on a fixed income, which you can use that as an excuse for anything. It's like you go to buy a new car and you're 70 years old and they go, oh, this one, you can get this one for this much. Well, I'm on a fixed income, man. I can't, I, I can't do it. I, it makes bargaining easy. Fixed income. Uh, but the people in France are pissed because in order to retire in France, you only have to be 58. So the guy who runs France, what's his name? Macron. He's like, Hey, you know, I'm doing the math here and, uh, this thing's going to run out of money because you fuckers are living longer. You're drinking all that wine and that's helping you. Uh, we need to raise the age of social of, uh, of retirement. And he did the old Trump special. He did the executive order. He said, um, 60, it's got, you gotta be 60. Uh, Kevin Kuyper says it should be 58. The fuck it should. Are you kidding me? No, it should be 78. So Macron's like, look, you got it made here. 58 is what it was. I'm raising it to 60 and you won't say shit about it. He did an executive order. Well, there's a fucking, oh my God, the upheaval there. These French fucks are losing their minds. The whole fucking country is on strike. I'm not even kidding. All the transportation workers. So if you want products, they're not being delivered by truck. Uh, the, the trains are shut down. The airports are shut down. All of the teachers. So it's like one big union saying, fuck you. Wait a minute. I might be getting this wrong. Yeah, I am. It goes from 62 to 64. It doesn't go from 58 to 60. I could have swore I read 58 to 60. It doesn't matter. That's still incredibly young. They're all rebelling on Macron. A broad coalition. They're marching. Hell no, we won't go. Hey, hey, ho, ho. Macron has got to go. Riot police fighting with protesters in various cities in France. Tens of thousands of demonstrators marching in Paris. Now, if this happened in the U.S., you'd get all the people that destroy our cities when black people get killed, and they'd be doing the same thing. It's like, we do, hey, we didn't plan on working ever, so fuck this shit. We're going to support you. We don't even have jobs to begin with. Let's go get some free fucking candy at Kilwins. Somebody break the window. More radical people lit fires, smashed storefronts, and hurled tear gas bombs at police. In Bordeaux, France, protesters lit the door to City Hall on fire. The Interior Ministry said more than a million people joined the protest while one of the main label confeder- uh, confederations, the CGT, which is at the heart of the strike, estimated that three times that number had taken part. Now, since I'm going to be a one-day union member, 
uh, with the stagehands union. I have to be careful what I say. Labor unions crowded the train tracks to stop the train. So this is where I lose my union job right now because if I'm in the train, I hit the gas. You want to be part of a protest? Here you go. Let's see what happens. You get hit by this train. That'll end your... That's a strike breaker right there. Macron gave a television interview that stoked their building anger. In the face of widespread opposition, the president doubled down on the pension overall as an unpopular but necessary way to ensure the future of the country's pension system as life expectancy rises. This makes perfect sense. Shut up. Union leaders are trying to block the change by way of strikes and protests. Uh, protests. Oh my God. Marches, striking rail workers, marching onto the tracks. The country's civil aviation body warned of disruptions to flights in and out of airports in various cities. So this is affecting everything. Tourism. Everybody wants to stay away from, from, uh, from France. Oh, my God. Dramatic footage Thursday showed flames engulfing the front entrance to Bordeaux City Hall like we talked about. You think I'm kidding? Look at this. These French people are losing their minds. They've had it. Like, fuck that. We don't want to have to work two more years. Yeah, this this is getting ugly. Uh, Sam the Jew says Charlottesville 2.0. He also adds, imagine if we had a cure for cancer, then they'd have to raise it to 80. Hello, Rakeem. Rakeem's like eternally optimistic and positive. You can tell. He writes, good morning, Eric. Happy Friday. Let's make it a great one. I like the way you're thinking, Rakeem. Uh, Kent dropped the E out of you, says, was Madison over there in France protesting? Yeah, I wonder if Madison's going to that protest this weekend. I hope they raise it in the U.S. I love working. All right. Ben Glaze writes, I had a dream you got kicked out of the Freebird Hot Wings live show. Hilarious. Uh, last night, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast went down. Aram says if someone was set to retire next year, he or she has to work two more years. Yes. You ever think about like what our ancestors had to do to make the country like awesome, you know, like dying and here we are. I don't want to work for a year. Oh my God. I got to make money. This is tyranny. I'm being persecuted. (laughs) Oh, 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 I can't work. I need to retire at 47. My back. 
How the fuck am I supposed to do this? Uh, Got to get Mr. Magoo on the line. Our very own Rick from TC Paintball is going to join us. Mr. Magoo here. Hey, how's your vision? Oh, man. <laughs> well, it's not as good as it used to be. What are they What are they saying? You had an eye appointment last week. Yeah, it was just a yearly checkup. And unfortunately, the first time, I think since I got my glasses, I need a little bit stronger prescription. Okay. Now, are you the type of guy that can't read things close to you? Exactly. I was, uh, was hanging out with my buddy one day like five years ago, and I got a text. And I pulled my phone out of my, my uh, pocket and I looked at my phone and then I extended my arm a little further and then I extended my arm a little further so I could finally read it. And my buddy's standing there and he goes, hey, uh, why don't you try these on? And he takes his glasses off and hands them to me and I put them on my face and immediately I could see my phone at like six inches away and I'm like, oh no, yep, here it is. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I'm with you. I um, It got so bad for me that um, I couldn't read the pronunciations for the uh, hockey game. And luckily, the guy next to me had an iPad. He had to take a picture of it and it blow, <laughs> blow it up and keep that in front of me so I could master it. It was terrible. Oh, fucking A. For all the wonderful things that are in our, and our phones haven't brought us all wonderful things. There's a lot of bullshit associated with our phones. But for all the wonderful things our phones can do, did you ever think it was going to be to take pictures of things and then zoom in on them so we could properly read what the hell they say? Oh, my God. Yeah, you're not kidding. Oh, man. Um, all right. So, um, yeah, I have, I have issues with that, too. You have issues with that. Can, like, LASIK maybe help you? I don't know. I guess I've never looked into that. Um, I don't mind wearing the glasses, really. Like, once I decided, well, you're a glasses wearer now. Both my parents did from, you know, from a young age. I always saw them in glasses. Yeah. I never really investigated. I'm like, I guess this is just my life now. So I guess at some point my glasses really start to irritate me. Then I'll look into that. The one thing I miss is wearing uh, wearing sunglasses. I used to wear sunglasses all the time. And now I just hate, like you know going outside having to do something with your reading glasses and then putting your sunglasses on your face and then getting a text or an email and you got to glance at your phone so you got to switch your glasses what a pain in the ass yeah completely i i had lasik way back like i was like one of the first people to get it and they you know it's way different now than what they used to do then because the instruments are much more precise so i think my, when i did it it was like a 99 percent chance that you it would go wrong and you'd go blind but i got it anyway it worked. It was fantastic. So did you hear the story I was talking about at the uh, the Christian school in Barry County and the big gun drive? Uh, yeah, I caught the tail end of that. Yeah, they're having a fundraiser. And uh, one of the ways they're raising money for the school to give scholarships for kids that can't afford it uh, uh, is by, is by raffle, raffling off guns. And, you know, the usual suspects are butthurt about that. What are your thoughts about school having gun raffle well a well-armed society is a polite society i think um i think everybody should have guns i think that's our right i think that's uh you know how we protect ourselves um as far as doing it for a school raffle i think that's pretty bold 
You know, I mean, obviously you're going to, you know, when you're talking about a school, you're going to get all kinds of people that are uh, associated with it that are going to have all kinds of opinions. So I think they're kind of asking for some free press just by doing that. Yeah. I mean, putting it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree. That is a great way to get uh you know several people to uh to that wouldn't have maybe had an opportunity to bid, and now now they're aware of it and they want to bid. It helps raise money for the fucking school. Well, yeah, and then you got your uh, you know your uh, your pro gun people that are just going to bid, you know, to try to uh you know try to give that auction some traction, right? So I mean, they're going to get some notoriety and some uh, press out of it that uh, maybe they wouldn't have if they hadn't put the gun out there. But that's a pretty bold move. You know, I don't care what my personal uh, views are. If I'm doing that, I don't think I go to the to the gun. I think I do something different uh, because I don't want that type of press. But you know, to each his own, I guess. Moving on, Rick. If you had an opportunity to buy a mattress for a for a loved one to sleep on. Um, would you do that? And you're buying it from a stranger. A used mattress? Very used. Uh, uh, you, you, I, you might. I don't know, man. Well, I don't know about a used mattress. I have a hard enough time in hotel rooms. Well, I think the one that I got yesterday may have been where a murder took place. Did you use a blacklight? Oh, uh, not yet. I don't need to. There is... There's all sorts. It's fucking bad. I mean, it's it looks like uh, you know we're like maybe uh, a serial killer. You know, you know that story in the news about that Idaho murder where the guy killed the kids in their beds. I, it looks like that, no doubt. So if you're the guy, and I, I mean, obviously people are hard up for cash, so they do desperate things. But if you're an individual that has an old mattress in front of you, and you're looking at it, going, "Okay, I can either arrange to get rid of this thing." Or I can try to sell it, and you're looking at something that's stain covered, and I, I don't know. Do you do you do you decide? Hey, I'm gonna try to get money out of this thing. Well, I don't know. That's that's uh, well, that's what that guy was thinking, um, and it's it's fucking horrible. Ugh. So I got a story out of it, but I think I'm just gonna pitch the mattress, use the box spring, but get rid of the mattress. I can't put anybody on that fucking thing. My wife yeah, won't let uh, me. I was I mean, gonna, you saw it when you picked it up, right? Did you just take it out of guilt? Were you like, well, I already oh, got yeah. the deal, mate? Oh, big time. I was like, ah, it's fine. I got to get the fuck out of here. I just, I just, <laughs> this, this, you know, whatever. I think I paid for a bump for that guy. I, uh, well, yeah, for sure. So I, I'm kind of a bargain hunter. So whenever I need something around the store, some piece of equipment or store pictures, I'm looking on Craigslist and on uh, Facebook Marketplace. And every time I go to one of them places, I either bring somebody with me or I call my wife on my way. And I'm like, okay, this is the location I'm going to. This is how much money I have in my pocket. You know, if weird shit happens, you don't hear from me in a half hour, then something happens. Yeah. At the, and I did all that. I did all that. I should have just, I should have just left the, now, Hey, you know what? I'm not interested. Or you can keep the mattress. I'll give you forty bucks for the uh, for the box and the frame, which is still a good deal. Um, so but, but inevitably, right. you feel bags. You feel like you wasted dude's time, right? <laughs> exactly. But um, whatever <clears throat> allowed me allowed me something fun to talk about on this show. But I showed the uh, image of that thing earlier on the show, and man, it was just gross. It is abs. <laughs> I, I you know what? I might want to call the cops in that neck of the woods and say, is there maybe, could you maybe do a DNA? Maybe it's an unsolved thing here. Or, yeah. That might be the, the uh, exhibit a that they don't have. In a right. Right. Holy shit. This thing's a disaster. Um, while I got you here, did you hear me talking about how I might get a one day union job? 
I, you know, I did. Um, I, I heard a little bit of that. I didn't. I didn't hear all the context of it, though. Do you want to join the union with me and be and be part of the the load in crew, Rick? So, do, is, if I'm on the union, am I the guy that watches you sweep, or am I the one that that leans against a second broom that's not being used? You would hire. You would make those people do those jobs. Fucking a. Yeah. Um, the idea of that is hilarious to talk about and fun to think about, but I don't know if it's necessarily going to happen. Um, if it does, it might make for a fantastic story. Well, content is content, good or bad, right? Is that the tagline of the show? Well, yes, absolutely. And the idea would be, I'm not going to go there. I mean, I'm going there to do the job. Just my presence alone is going to be enough to be very disconcerting, I'm guessing, and awkward and hilarious. Yeah, you can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> oh my God! Would you want to? Uh, would you be interested in how that played out? I'd like to. I like to to watch some views of it, right? I like to be a viewer, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Any efficiency really drives me crazy. I don't. I mean, I, I stand here and, you know, I've had to raise people's salaries because of the competitive environment we're in. And then I look at my security cameras when I'm trying to do paperwork in my office and I see three or four of my staff all standing around bullshitting with each other. And it just, I mean, I immediately go into red mode. My teeth gets clenched, my asshole puckers up and I'm just like, no. Oh, punch so, out. so you like, have you ever sent anybody home? Hey, oh, that's 100%. it. You're like, that's it. Enough. Go home. And then they're like, oh shit, Rick's pissed. Well, yeah. And you know, I am, I'm the classic, you know asshole unapproachable uh and i my tom tom my manager he's the one that manages all the staff so if i have any issue it's either fly off the handle and risk losing the staff member or go yell at tom and let him handle it in a better way and that's usually how i do it but sometimes if i'm frustrated and i'm right there with the staff i can't i can't take it i don't i don't always have that filter and i'm just like no i can't i can't deal with laziness or ignorance or any of that you gotta go you gotta go Oh, okay. So have you ever done the on the spot, like people are around and you go, get out, you're fired. You know, I, I'm 49 years old and in, in my life, I made a lot of emotional decisions and knowing that now I try not to make decisions based on emotion. Cause I know now in my life that all these mistaking decisions that I've made, you know, I, I, I could have avoided them if I would have just given it a minute, you know? And so I try not to do anything off the handle like that. Not that I'm perfect at it, but I'm aware of it. So I try not to do it as much as possible, but even though I'm conscious of it, it still happens sometimes. Sometimes you just get immediately pissed and feel like you got to do something. Have you ever had an employee who you were like, Oh, this guy, this guy or this chick is not going to make it. And then they surprised you and they did make it all the time it's crazy like i'll get an attitude about it and every time i see said employee i'll be like yeah they're fucking off or yeah they could be doing you know they're taking twice as long to do a job but then all of a sudden you kind of see a turn in them and they're busting ass they're you know on the field ref and they're running across the field to make a call or they're helping somebody else out with cleanup and i'm like okay i was wrong there so and that's that's one reason that i got to learn not to make these emotional decisions because sometimes the decision you make in a moment is completely wrong and you might be reading the situation wrong or reading an individual wrong so you you gotta let it play out sometimes hey that that's very mature i like what i'm hearing from rick have you ever caught employees boning at the facility <laughs> well we've got that little suite next to us that i've got for rent forever 
Yeah. Nothing's going on in there. And, uh, you know, once in a while we'll store things in there or whatever. I went over there one day and found a towel laying in the middle of the floor, all spread out like a beach towel. And I'm looking at it going, yeah, I, I know what happened here, you Uh-oh. know, but what do you do about that? You know, you don't, you don't have any proof. You just have a hunch, a gut instinct. And, uh, you know, we, we all kind of know what was going on, but I don't, I really can't blame anybody for it. Wait a minute. So you're suggesting that just because you saw a towel that someone was having sex there? hundred percent. And it's not like it's not <laughs> it dropped a towel on the ground. It was in a particular area in this little suite that was kind of, you know, not, not going to be happened upon. It was laid out in the middle of the floor, all spread out. Nothing else is in there. Um, employees that I had at the time, you know, you kind of wondered even without any evidence if there was something going on. And then yeah. once you something that could be called evidence, you're like, yep, where there's smoke, there's fire. So uh, Tyler says workers were literally fucking off on the clock. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he's not wrong. Okay. You know, I mean, these kids, you know, you get, you know, especially here, we're mostly males. You sprinkle in just a couple of females and guess who gets all that attention? Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, she's got three suitors that, uh-huh. yeah, and she's like, oh, this is great. This is, I'm loving this. And then she has her pick. She can choose which dude. Yes. And, and in ba- being in business for, you know, over 20 years, you've seen those females come and go. And it's always like an era of that female being here and, you know, how many different employees she's dated or, or whatever. You know, there's always, there's always a uh, track record left behind. TC paintball and pregnancy counseling. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Uh, Try to keep the political beliefs at the door. Yeah. Um, we have uh, April 30. We have uh, a, a move the day for paintball war number 22. That is a Sunday. And I'm really excited about that. I talked to Gabe, the Honduran. He's got his usual band of immigrants that are going to join us already. Uh, yep. Most of them are equipment owners now. Yeah, I know. They, they've they really, really uh, 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 dove into the lifestyle, and that makes me happy. I'm so glad because they're a whole lot of fun. They are a lot of fun. Those guys are good guys. I enjoy having them here. In fact, I was just working on Gabe's gun yesterday. He's been here for a few uh, open play sessions uh, uh, since our last uh, our last uh, um, paintball war. Um, and, uh, you know, I expect to see him and his whole crew here on the 30th. Where I think we're going to move the start time up a little bit so we can get some outdoor play in. Yeah. And I mean, Back on wood, fingers crossed, and 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 all and everything else. I'm thinking that we might be able to toss some axes that day too. But uh, we'll, oh, we'll yeah. see. I don't make there we no go. problem. Now Gabe's a good dude. He uh, his money's no good there when I'm there. He plays for free because he brings so many people with him. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's all, right. all right, look, man. Hey, thank, have a good weekend. Okay, you got you got big things going on over there at the joint. Yeah, it's going to be cold and nasty on Saturday, but we plan to have our outdoor officially open uh, on Sunday. And then I've got a big tournament the following Sunday that we're prepping for. Um, so that's, uh, that's going to kick off our outdoor season, really. All right, reach out to Rick, tcpaintballgr.com. Book an event with your friends, family. It's always great. All right, I'll talk to you. Talk to you soon. See you, bye. Uh, Rick from TC Paintball, short and sweet, always great. Uh, <clears throat> you know, if he wasn't so damn busy, he could probably do his own podcast. Um, all right. Hang on, I need a drink of water. You notice I haven't had to pee in a while. It's because I haven't been chugging water during the show. But I'm probably gonna wreck that now. I don't know. We got about forty minutes left in this thing. All right. I haven't done one sponsor. 
I've had some mentions, but I owe a lot. A lot. First off, the tax hobbit. Tag accounting. 616-301-9516. If you've been putting it off, putting it off, putting it off, keep putting it off. But call. The lovely Christina will pick up the phone. You say, Eric Zane sent me. I need Troy Ginzer, the tax hobbit, to do my accounting. Please help me. And that is all you do. Nothing more needs to be done. They'll ha- they will grab you by both hands and say, relax. We're taking care of everything. 616-301-9516, no matter where you are in the U.S. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV, 616-532-6600. Car broke, let Irvine's fix it. ervines.com, ervines.com. Thank you to them. Longtime sponsor in West Michigan. If you're anywhere near the area, get your car to Irvine's. Free loaner cars available. Love them. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got an Eric Zane Show podcast, Bosco's Weekend. I will be there tonight and tomorrow night. Tournament games, amazing food, friendly staff, and your old pal EZ at Bosco's Pub, part of Terra Square. Have me make you dinner tonight or tomorrow or both. Doesn't matter. Doors open at 4 closes when you're done drinking a and e heating and cooling joe martinez 616-516-8579 got a problem with your furnace or your air conditioner this is who you call trusted source in west michigan 616-516-8579 i've got the story of ruby the dog now Ruby the dog may have been adopted by the biggest dumb fuck on the planet. This is Ruby the dog. Now, I love that dog's face. It reminds me of my O'Neal. You can see there's some shepherd in that dog. Uh, Shepherd and lab mix is what Ruby is. That's a classic... um, a, do- a dog that you pick up at the shelter. You know? You go there and there's all these dogs screaming at you, being charming. Saying, I want to go home. Come on now. I've been here long enough. I want to go home. I want to I wanna just once go to the shelter and say, take me to the dog that's been here the longest. That's what I want to do. Now, obviously, I'm not going to get a dog anytime soon. But this dog's fantastic. Why am I why is People magazine talking about this dog? Because this dumbass right here had his life saved by Ruby the dog. Here he is in his bedroom with the terrible wallpaper and this is a picture of his last dog passed away no doubt and and here's Ruby. Might need those nails trimmed, by the way. And this dumb old hippie 
is taking the dog for a walk after he got it. And then he loses consciousness. He's got a blood sugar issue. So he passes out. They're walking alongside of the road. He falls into a, a driveway, a, a, a ditch, like a culvert. It's like got water in it and he's laying there like, ah, he's all fucked up. The dog starts barking like Lassie. And I don't know if it was, hey, I need help or get the fuck up. Let's finish the walk, dick. But somebody pulls up and is like, oh, my God, dude. Helps the guy up. He refuses treatment. They're like, we need to get you to the hospital. And this ignorant bastard is like, no, I'm not going to the hospital. I'm a stubborn old fuck. I don't do that hospital. That's a scam. He doesn't go to the hospital. So he goes home and it happens again. First off, uh, his name is Peter Bradley. This is actually in uh, some community in, in the UK. I woke up, had no idea where I was or what had happened. I could feel my boots filling up with water. Could not find the strength to move. Ruby was barking, making sure someone found me. Once I found some strength, I tried to climb out, but I could not as the sides were wet. So he's in deep shit. If Ruby had not barked as she did, I could have been there for an awfully long time without anyone knowing that I was missing. Bradley got out of the ditch with after the help arrived. Uh, soon after, he fainted again. I must have fainted again at home. The next thing I knew, my friend was beside me. He found me He found me out like a light and Ruby lying over me. He called paramedics, Bradley explained. Ruby continued to protect me and let the paramedics assist once she knew they were there to help. I did not want to go to the hospital. I didn't go. What the fuck are you doing? Uh, Ruby continued to look after me. I'm much better now. After an eventful few weeks with Ruby, Bradley does not doubt that he and the dog are meant to be. Yeah, eventually you're going to pass out and that dog's going to eat your face. Because when you're out like a light and the dog gets hung hungry, that's what they do. They eat face. Dumbass, come on. Don't do that to the dog. Go to the doctor. Get your fucking self checked out. Which reminds me. I have an email uh, from Allison over at Harbor Humane. I always enjoy Allison's emails. She write, And this is in response to me saying that uh, Buster Murdoch is guilty because of his red hair. I can't stand dudes with red hair. They're, they just look evil to me. Women, not so. She actually has red hair. And obviously I wouldn't say that. I mean, that's I'm, my wife has red hair and my previous girlfriend before my wife had red hair. It's kind of my thing. Feet and hair. Red hair. 
Allison writes, this is incredibly old news, but did you ever see the clip of Trump at the CPAC talking about baby bonuses? It's incredibly creepy. Something you said in yesterday's podcast reminded me of it, though. I'll get to that in a second. I don't remember what the fuck she's talking about. But she adds, Brad and I hypothesize that under this baby bonus plan, actually, I'll play it right now. This is the uh, clip that she is referring to. Trump's really shiny in this clip. We will support baby boomers and we will support baby bonuses for a new baby boom. How does that sound? That sounds pretty I want a baby boom. Oh, you men are so lucky out there. You're so lucky. You are so lucky, men. Our country will shine, thrive, and... All right. Uh, because of that clip, uh, Allison writes, <clears throat> Brad and I hypothesized that under this baby bonus plan, excuse me, <laughs> there'd be a sliding scale, like blonde hair, blue-eyed babies would be worth the most, and then the amount goes down the more potentially, potentially, quote, ethnic they got. Brown babies would probably cost the parents money or be immediately deported. Anyway, we were torn on what to do with redheads, though. Hence why you reminded me about this in a roundabout way, because of course, redheaded females are supreme beings, but redheaded ginger boys are not. We assume that they would just be uh, executed. How do you say that? Summarily? Summarily? Summarily executed. But that led to the conversation about red hair being a recessive gene and that if you killed off all the redheaded males, could redheaded females still exist or would they go extinct? Which according to my research, five minutes on Google, I think it will be okay because non-redheaded folks who carry the gene can also have redheaded babies, which makes sense as neither of my parents have red hair and yet here I am. Anyway, I thought you might find this amusing based on your anti-ginger male stance yesterday. If you haven't seen this Trump clip, it is disturbing in its own right. Lucky, lucky men. Signed, Allison, the soulless ginger at Harbor Humane. You do great work. Thank you to you. All right. Coming up, let's see, where are we? 928. What can I talk about here? What do we have left to talk about? All right, I'm going to get into the Colorado trash fishermen. This is uh, for coal in Colorado Springs. Uh, before I get to that, though, remember, you can hire me on Cameo, cameo.com slash Eric Zane. I have a uh, person who specializes in mortgage, him and his staff, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. Uh, reach out if you are in need of a mortgage or a refi. Whether you've done this many times or you're a first-time uh, first home buyer, Mario can and will help you. No matter where you are in the U.S., with the exception of Alaska, Hawaii, Maine, and South Carolina. 231-332-6505. 
I got a carpet sponsor, Carpet and Flooring. Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet in Granville, Michigan. So if you're local to West Michigan or the surrounding area, make the trip to Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. You got to have Discount Outlet on there. Uh, Specifically on Chicago Drive, just right behind the pizza joint, the Little Caesars. Go in there and check out the vast selection of flooring available for you. Hardwood, vinyl plank, laminate, ceramic. Uh, any type of carpeting under the sun. They have it all there. The best brands, the best styles that sell. Go there, bring a truck, pick it up, and off you go. It's already the lowest price for flooring anywhere in the state. Take an additional 10% off when you mention my name. If you ever miss anything with the sponsors, you're like, who is that one you're talking about? Just send me an email, eric at ericzainshow.com. I'll point you in the right direction. I got a guy that wants to install a pool, an in-ground pool in your backyard. Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. That is Jeremy out the door. Earn that name because whenever you buy something from him, he says, ah, that'll be, uh, and then he gives you the price and says, out the door. I don't know how that started. 616-457-0500. Call and schedule an in-store consultation about what's going to happen to get the pool installed in your backyard. He's going to install a uh, vinyl line pool. I'm sorry. Yeah, vinyl lining or fiberglass pool into your backyard. And then get ready for the parties this summer. Parties slash orgies. Thank you, Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. They're all also well-equipped with an incredible selection of hot tubs in the store, also on Chicago Drive, between 8th and 12th. And uh, they service hot tubs. They service pools. They have all the chemicals you need, all the supplies you need, anything. 616-457-0500. So occasionally you get these people that come into our great state and try to poach the shit out of our natural resources. That's a big no-no. You do that in Michigan, you're likely to get shot. There's like more ramifications for you if you um, poach trout or salmon, in this case, uh, catching those illegally is more ramifications for you than if you like kill a kid. That's the big charge. Even worse, when you're uh, Colorado trash showing up in our state to plunder our rivers. These six scumbags Uh, We're making a killing on the Manistee River, which is just north of here. Now, I don't know the specifics about salmon. I don't know limits. I don't know seasons. All I know is that these fuckers were just crushing it. If some of you know the specifics about catching salmon is there a particular season or time of year that you cannot do this maybe sam the jew says five cole says colorado trash people probably blend right in in michigan you know we've got our problems here without a doubt 
but we are God's chosen people in this state. Why do you think he put us geographically in this unbelievably pristine fortress of a state where if we chose to, we could easily defend its borders? Surrounded by water, we simply guard one bridge, two bridges, maybe three, Blue Water, Ambassador, Mackinac, and then position, position a strategic group at the southern border, and we are a utopia. To keep you scumbags out. Sam the Jew says, he cut and pasted. How many salmon can you keep in Michigan rivers? Five salmon. And then there's an up arrow and then five fish. I don't know what that means in any combination, but no more than three fish of any one species except up to five salmon. Chinook or coho may be retained. So these six fuckers, they could take a maximum of 30 fish, I guess. I don't know. And they probably didn't even have licenses. Well, the problem with that is in Michigan, um, there's as many uh, conservation officers as there are cops. They are everywhere and they live for this shit. Kenny says he left the UP out of his utopian speech. Well, yeah, that's not Michigan. Uh, We don't want that. Most 99% of of Michiganders in the lower peninsula We don't want the Upper Peninsula. It's absolute trash. Give it to Wisconsin or make it its own state. Don't even kick it out of the union. It's horrible up there. Anybody that tells you it's great is lying to themselves. It's a disaster. It's horrible up there. My God, I hate the UP. Um, here is the image of the conservation officers. Look at these guys. They are so happy. Six Colorado anglers plead guilty to poaching 460 pounds of salmon. Look at all that. Now, I, I can't really tell you what I'm seeing there. Um, I'm going to try to zoom in here. I don't know why um, there's bags. Uh, I see the the a part of the fish, and then I see bags of looks like cotton candy. Is that salmon meat? Had these dudes like already harvested it? Had they already like cleaned the fish, and they have bags of meat? Can one of you people who does this fishes for salmon tell me what I'm seeing? It looks horrible. Uh, Nick says that is what was frozen. Might be salmon roe. I don't know what that is. Tyler says they've already made it into salmon cotton candy. Okay, great. This food, though... They ended up taking it from these fucking morons 
and give it feeding like the whole county. Like wherever they, whatever part of the river that they, um, that they were in, whatever community, they ended up taking all of that food and it says donated it to families in need, which that's all of them. So the people that live there, they hadn't eaten anything like that ever. Okay. So this ended up working out. So they got some nourishment and uh, that's, that's very good. They probably ate it raw. They probably just put their hands in the bag and took what was there and then ate it and ate the, fi- the, the, the fish head. Um, these dumbasses were charged several weeks ago. They each owe $1,100 for restitution and other fees. And, and then go back to Colorado and fish there, you scumbags. Don't come into our state. I just love these conservation officers, though, because they are so stoked about this. These guys, you know, they're like, oh, my God, what a day. We just did this. If we could just put the cherry on top and maybe shoot a couple black guys up here, perhaps we'll have the absolute perfect day. In Michigan, I have never, ever once, and they're everywhere, seen a black conservation officer. Talk about... um an occupation that you never, it's remarkable. There are some occupations you just don't ever see like dudes and some occupations you never see women, but this occupation, you never see a black conservation officer. What the hell? Why not? Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Chris says there's there's one in Grand Haven. Wow. I need to get that guy's autograph. A uh, little bit. Okay. You know what? I'm going to save this day in queer for the Patreon bonus podcast. Little preview. You remember the don't say gay law? Which in Florida, they said, all right, I don't want any discussion in the classroom from K to fourth grade about uh, sexuality. Let's just teach the class about reading, writing, arithmetic. Let's work on those things. And I actually was like, that's, actually makes sense you know i don't want i don't want uh when it comes to sexuality i think that the kids should be introduced maybe when they're just a little bit more mature fifth sixth grade you start talking about uh reproductive health you know and then you eventually i remember when i was going to school um mr brazelton taught it and he uh he broke the ice um by saying to all of us, he was a gym teacher, of course. Um, I want you all to use frank language. Like, I don't care if you use dick, cock, balls, pussy. And he like said all the words and we were like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) So then that allowed like the students to ask specific questions. And I remember Steve Fultz, 
who was like a stud football player. He's dead now. He died young. Terrible. He asked a very specific question about, so like, where does my dick go? I mean, he's actually asking how to have sex. And we're all, while we're all kind of like, we didn't want to laugh because he kicked the fuck out of us. But um, we were kind of like, this is, you know, no one dared make fun of the guy because he asked that question, but no one, no one knew. We didn't know how to have sex. And so Mr. Brazelton then explained exactly how to have sex and he's doing it like a coach, you know, and we didn't have laser pointers, but he did have like, he pulls down like a, um, a screen for like a slideshow. And, um, he, he put up a vagina, uh, not like, uh, from hustler, but like from a textbook or a science book or something like that. And he goes, you see this here, this is the clitoral region. That's the urethra. You want to avoid that. Well, you know, I mean, that's where the pee comes out, but he's not telling you how to pleasure the woman. He's telling you where it goes. And then you kind of like root it around here and then you kind of, it goes there. That's what you do. We're going, oh, okay. And we realize we're breaking it down. It was fantastic. I think that was like eighth grade. Eighth grade. And then, uh, yeah. And I think that kind of was like the end of sex ed, you know? That's when they actually instruct you how to have sex. I don't know if they do that anymore. I think um, the schools kind of just rely on porno to get it done. I don't think there's anyone that actually says, um, all right, this is how you have sex. Um, did he include foreplay? Nope. He didn't talk about foreplay. He, he, uh, you, I guess you had to figure that one out on your own. Hang on. Tyler writes, my fifth grade reproductive health teacher on day one said, here's a list of words we will be saying in this class. I'm going to run them down and you can all laugh at them and get it out of your system. After this class, if there's any laughter at these words, you will be sent to the principal. That's fucking, that's dirty pool. Because um, appropriate placement of those words is funny and how you say it. Okay. That's why God made swear words. You can't just say it and think that it's not funny. Otherwise, I would not say it now. Those words are funny. So fuck you. Corey writes, all right, class, we call this move the Cleveland steamer. No, there was no teaching of sex maneuvers, including uh, pooping on people. Anyway, that's my stance on that. But now DeSantis. All right, this is a bait and switch. All right, this is a horrible bait and switch. He has now expanded. No one's talking about this. This is why the gay people didn't want this. Or gay people are people who just are sympathetic to what they go through. This is why they didn't want this bill. Because he's now expanded it from uh, fourth grade to 12th grade. There can be no discussion of sexuality, uh, homosexuality in any way, shape, or form. Now, for me, I don't know how it's discussed in the classroom. 
And I pray for the teacher who has to, um, you know, um, I don't know if, if they're like, all right, uh, like Mr. Brazelton did. It's like, now for those of you who are gay and you're looking for some man on man love, your penis could go into this butthole. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how that curriculum works. Bob says the music teacher instructs on the rusty trombone. But we need to talk about that in a little bit more detail on the Patreon. And there's all sorts of other super gay things that are happening that I have a mixed bag of opinions on. I am not a one-size-fits-all on my uh, on my gayness. All right. I have varying degree of of, uh, of opinions on these things, like athletics, uh, a person changing gender. Uh, Sam has diagnosed. Uh, he says gender dysphoria, which I am not sure what that even means. And he says that is equal to schizophrenia. And I think I know what schizophrenia is. That is a a mental disorder where you're, um, I don't know. uh, I I guess that's the extent of what I know about it. It's something that needs to be medicated and can lead to something terrible. And I'm not positive what gender dysphoria is. And I'm curious as to how you know these things. I'm guessing you are educated on this by some crazy talk show or uh, YouTuber who you watch and has told you how to think about that. That's probably what happened there because it sounds fucked up. Tyler says it's the it's the medical term. For people who don't feel like their gender. I see. Hang on a second. If I crank the mic up, I don't have to put my ass on the mic. Hang on. Let's see if Rick's here. Shit. Oh, oh, that's going to itch when it's dry. When it dries. That's what I think of Sam's thought. Sorry, Rick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please. It was just, it had to happen. <laughs> Chris says, better go check that one. <laughs> it was horrible. Uh, Fart Mike brought to you by um, Rick from TC Paintball. <clears throat> uh, Jimmy says, and we pay for this. No, you don't. Relax. Just a fart. No big deal. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Blue Frost IT, 616-285-50. Call them. Uh, if you are um, a smaller business, small or medium-sized business, you can get all the tech support you can, uh, that you need. God, I'm struggling. If you're looking to upgrade your tech, call upon Blue Frost IT, 616-285-50. Got a a computer that's not running right? Call Blue Frost IT, 616-285-50. They can help you. They are the managed IT service provider for this show, and you can have it too. 
Have them help you today. Kent County Health Department. If your little ones need immunizations or you or someone you know or love has has little ones that need immunizations, reach out to the Kent County Health Department. Access Kent.com slash health. 616-632-7200. A Friday edition of the Asshole of the Day. Yesterday it was Ja Morant. Asshole today brought to you by TC Paintball. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, boy, who could it be? All right. I've reviewed the stories. Asshole today. French pussies. Uh, throwing their country into upheaval because they've got to work for another 24 months. Shut the fuck up and go to work, you assholes. My God. All right. There you go. Have a good one, folks. Thank you so much for being part of the Eric Zane Show podcast. I appreciate your support. I will talk to you down the road. Bye-bye.